Togenkyo. Togenkyo? Togenkyo. Togenkyo. Couldn't find anything about it. Seems like there's a lot of cities that are named that in Japan. There's also a coffee shop or an ice cream store that's named. That, that gets very high ratings on TripAdvisor. <laughs> that I believe is in Kyoto. Have human-faced fruit-flavored ice cream? Oh, that'd be so good. I also <laughs> looked that up, but let's first welcome our listeners <laughs> to Weave You Yasha. Hello, everybody. I'm John. I'm Lindsay. I've forgotten how to do this. I forget every week. <laughs> it's been uh, a little while. <laughs> it seems like it, but we're gonna we're here to talk about episode fifty-seven. Fateful Night in Togenkyo, Part 1. Uh, I read that this episode takes place in the manga before Sango joins the party. Huh. So that's Makes why... Makes sense, since it was sort of a post-Miroku, pre-Sango episode, really. Mm-hmm. Seems like Which it. It's kind of nice, because I don't know, Sango's been getting on my nerves. Just because it's... Oh, that she didn't b- believe Moroku in the previous episode. Yeah, and then I haven't gotten past all that Kohaku stuff, so... I just posted those episodes, so... Yeah. That's kind of fresh in my mind, too. I was thinking after these two-parters, like, um, how she would have helped. And she could have gotten them to the top of the mountain with Kilala. Mm-hmm. They maybe all could have fought him mm-hmm. instead of just Inuyasha. <laughs> Who really like he's acting so brazen he's like all over the map in this episode he's not acting very logically i know that's not his thing but he, ha- he sometimes has these moments of clarity where he goes we shouldn't well, it's his time of the month. <laughs> it really was <laughs> but it seems like he should be in a hurry to get uh, kagome home at the very offset instead of arguing with her so i think he just doesn't <laughs> like being told what to do yeah, I think he's got, like, a defiant disorder. <laughs> Time of the month tracks. So, uh, yeah, Togenkyo. Couldn't find it anywhere. What was I saying before I interrupted myself? Oh, okay. Um, the human-faced fruit tree. Uh, mythical tree. Doesn't actually exist. I was hoping for some pictures. Oh. <laughs> of, here's a tree. Here's some fruit. It kind of looks like human faces. That's where it comes from, but completely mythical from what I can tell. There's some drawings of it based in China. I think almost everything in Japan may be imported from Chinese lore, but yeah, it's deep in the mountains somewhere in China. So if you want to go on a trip, we can do that. Look for the human face tree. I don't think I'd like it. It looks like a giant turnip. Yeah, it looks gross. But if we just drink the juice... Apparently, it's like super fatty because that guy got huge really fast. He did. He seemed to get huge as he was eating it for the first time in the flashback in the next episode. Yeah, he was like all skinny and then all he's been doing is eating fruit and look at it. He was disgusting. I'm sorry. I hate these episodes. (laughs) Did you dislike these episodes because the villain was a fat, gross. fat grosso? Sticking the shards in his belly button. Disgusting. Disgusting. You're like I am with the Mothman for just like, I hate him. I hate him so much. What was his name? Something Maru. <laughs> he is another Maru. Let me see. Uh, Gatton Maru. 
Katenmaru. Now this guy I didn't mind, maybe because I thought his mouth was fun, like the with the he teeth. His mouth and his ugly hair and his ugly eyes and his beady little gross eyes. sweaty stomach. <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> Yeah, like when Inuyasha like bumps into, or when that guy bumps into it, and he like, uh, it just reminded me of God. What was like that basketball movie or something where that guy's face goes down that guy's sweaty stomach? I want to say it's a Will Ferrell movie. Oh, not semi-pro. Maybe I don't know. Is it semi-pro? I just remember that part where you like just slow motion, like. It's not dodgeball. Not Just, Blades of Glory. No, not Blades of Glory. Talladega it, Nights. It might not even be Will Ferrell, but it's something like that. You. <laughs> it's Jack Black. No, it's all going to be worth it when he becomes... Question mark? He's getting the fruit of longevity mm-hmm. from the tree. Mm-hmm. What does that do? I figured it was like a mortal or something. Like a... a Live Tree of life, kind of. That was just kind of what I assumed. Yeah. Right. Because at first he wanted to be a sage, but then that wasn't working. So he's that just was like, too much work. Well, fine. We won't go looking on the Chinese mainland for <laughs> some human face fruit, which I wrote down was Nimenka? Ninmenka? Where can I find it? Donde esta? This episode opens up with uh, Kagome having a math dream. Where she's awesome at math and screaming how it's not a dream because she's so great. And she uses her test paper as a flag. I thought that was fun. <laughs> and then she wakes up. I noticed, you know that phrase like, keep it a hundred? And how it's like the little hundred with the two lines over it? Or under it? Yeah. That's like what her tests look like. So I wonder if it came from that. Oh. Was her test in red is that a hundred and it had two lines under it? Interesting. Like, gosh, it looks just like that. So she wakes up in the shelter that we see in the opening credits. Yeah. Which means that Rin is playing with Jockin at some point across the continent while Sashomaru <laughs> just sits. Stoically. And watches? He's not really watching them. By the way, she wakes up like, Jesus Christ, I gotta get back home. I, gotta, I have a test in three days. She pitches that to her crew. Inuyasha, for some reason, is very annoyed. But he doesn't say what they're on the hunt for. It's like, this is a crucial time. Why? Yeah. Are they on the trail of Naraku? Is there a jewel shard nearby? Yeah, I don't even know what they're doing. No, they're just walking. And That's so, all they've been doing. Well, Sango also like, we're not doing anything, so I'm going to go back to my Slayer village and repair the Haraikotsu. Peace, and then she just leaves with Kilala, and she could have given Kagome a ride. But... Yeah, we had Maraku for quite a while before we met Sango, didn't we? Yep, she wasn't introduced until the very end. Yeah. And then he, the amorous monk, shows up. Do we like Maraku better than we like Sango? At the moment, yes. I don't know why. I just gotta. I was gonna say be in my bonnet, and then I'm like, no, be in my collar, and then I went, no, I think that means the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> got a real bee in my collar about that Morocco. Like, yeah, you do. No. Yeah, I don't know. Sango's just annoyed me right now. I don't know why. Well, I liked her the last episode. I was fine with her having an arc that was not taking Morocco seriously and then learning to take him seriously. But as she leaves, uh, Morocco's like, now I can relax. 
And it doesn't explain what that means. Uh, he can hit on girls. <laughs> but there's no one around, Maroku. You're in a yeah. fog bank. He doesn't know that. He thinks they're going back to the village. That's true. <laughs> it's very true. So she's going to meet them at Kaede's village in three days. And so they're going to head back with Kagome to that village. Yeah, how long is it going to take them um, to get to the village? I had that question, too. Because she's got to go home. I mean, she asked for three days. Was that including travel time, or did she want three days in, in modern day? It must inc not include travel time, that she'd get there in the evening, go back home, and then that would be the start of the three days. I think that's right. Because they've already wasted a day. So then she notices that Inuyasha uh, really agrees to it really quick after Sango is, like, out of here. Yeah. But he didn't agree with when she said it. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he's just, it's his time of the month and he's being a dick. He's like, oh, Sango needs to go home. Okay, fine. Does he like her? <laughs> she thinks to herself. <laughs> Meanwhile, we get a scene with Lindsay's favorite character, a giant fat man who menaces this poor guy who's running away. <laughs> and, uh, part of the reason I love these two episodes is the mystery like who is this guy he was training him we know that from the conversation they have and then he opens this weird mystical bottle and sucks the little guy in and then sloshes it around it's like really disturbing and gross and full of magic and wonder <laughs> that's not even half of the the story that's this happening here because our main characters have to pick it up piece by piece and the next piece oh wait well let's talk about how you feel about this guy because as i was describing him you had this grimace on your face yeah, now i'm feeling bad <laughs> because you don't like these episodes yeah but i still don't like him he's just he's i hate his character just <laughs> He's got shark teeth. Nothing wrong with that. I know. They go from being spaced out shark teeth to being like really close together, depending on, I guess, who draws him. He reminds me of. Is there a soul eater mascot that kind of has that? Oh, yeah, but he's like way better than this guy. No, I'm sure he is. He's um, like a little ghost soul. vampire. <laughs> like that pillow? Is that what that is? That's a bat. Oh, sorry. He just has fangs, not shark teeth. I have monster blindness. <laughs> Our gang on the way back, they get caught on some more fog. They see a river with a bunch of human-faced fruit. <laughs> I look like just turnips. Sad turnips. <laughs> and there's a lot of them. Oh, Inuyasha knows that this is the warring age. Because he says, this is the warring age. There's no shortage of dead bodies to feed a tree to create a weird amount of these fruits. So you have to feed this tree dead bodies? Yeah, there's something... live bodies. So this tree of human-faced fruit, they just... Kagome just says, let's check it out. Because... Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, if people are already dead, and you're just like, you know him to a tree it doesn't seem like it's that bad of a deal i think secretly she doesn't want to do her math test yeah oh yeah inuyasha knows what the warring states are but he doesn't know what an exam is and he has to be uh, told 
that it's a test. She doesn't really approve of. No. He thinks that's stupid. Yeah. Tests are dumb. Just be awesome like me and never take an exam. <laughs> yeah, so they uh, they get to the cliff. It's too high. So Inuyasha's like, eh. And he just leaps his way up there, leaving them high and dry. Like, Ugh. Yeah, I'll just do this myself. You guys. It'll be morning by the time I carry you guys up. Which then it dawns on Kagome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Shippo has to be the one to say, oh, he's rushing because you know, it's the night of the new moon. And she's like, oh, fuck. I can't believe I doomed us to this mission. So stupid. But Inuyasha is still going up there. He's going to chop down that tree. And unlucky for him, Tokajin is up there pouring the water on the tree, saying something like the fruit of longevity still hasn't sprouted. Oh, yeah, it sprouts like right away another human-faced fruit like yep. and he just like picks it up and eats it and he's like that's not the fruit of longevity yeah so i just like how the information's parsed in these episodes that we're just learning slowly like oh it's cute it's a fun little mystery <laughs> so you know asha gets up there he doesn't attempt diplomacy he's just like who the hell are you get out of my way i'm gonna chop you down too i'm just gonna chop down this tree I think that's what we like about Inuyasha. He just knows immediately. He's like, oh, you're a bad guy. Only bad people are going to plant this tree. Here I go. And he goes to chop. I think he knows he's not human. Or he, not a demon, he, that he's human. So that's weird, though. I he made a though. comment on that. So what is he, then? Is he just mutated? Because he doesn't get a demon sent from him. I guess he, a human under the influence of a demon? H. He's full of like demon fruit. He's an H U T I O D. Human under the influence of a demon. <laughs> a huge I don't know if that works. <laughs> just 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 support me. Okay. <laughs> so he's a he Utahed and he tries to chop Tokajin with his sword. Doesn't work. It just bounces off of his sweaty, fat belly. <laughs> For listeners, Lindsay looks like she's... It's like the freaking blob. I'm sorry. I didn't like him either. Oh, from X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. He had like a leotard on or something, right? Like I a rubber suit? like a wrestler or something. Yeah. Like Bonesaw from the first Spider-Man movie. Played by Macho Man. Oh, I was going to say, wasn't that Randy Savage? Yeah, it was the Macho Man. He died the same day that... He's dead? Yeah. Yeah, he died the same day that... you remember when there's like a small sect, a religious sect that thought the end of days was there? And that they the were going to... The Kool-Aid gonna... people? <laughs> the Kool... <laughs> that happened a number of decades ago. Is this the one where they thought they were going to die and go up onto the spaceship? I think it's Scientology or a Simpsons episode <laughs> that you're thinking of. Are you going to look it up? <laughs> no, okay. Are you going to pause and quit the I'm podcast? Just going, I'm just going to take your words that he died on the same day. No, because the joke was that the rapture did come, but then Macho Man sacrificed himself to save humanity. Oh, <laughs> Macho Man. I know. So the sword doesn't work against Tokajin. And he points his bottle at Inuyasha and shrinks him. But the sword doesn't shrink. The scabbard does. 
Didn't he drop the sword? Was it I think he dropped, he dropped it. it? He, I seem to remember he got knocked back and he had it in his hand. And then when he thought Tokajin was growing, then he realized he was shrinking and he looked over and then the sword was gone. So then he gets put inside the bottle. Oh no! Oh. Meanwhile, Shippo raises his Shippo formants by helping his crew float to the top, but they don't Halfway quite... Halfway to the top. <laughs> yeah, they land on his, his lanai or something like that. It's like an open staircase covered in leaves. But good thing for them, they land in the room that he keeps his little garden in, where he keeps all of the uh, sage prospects. And as they walk up to the little garden, they notice little people, little houses... And it's getting bigger. Oh no, they're shrinking. And they shrink into the uh, the garden. Jesus, our heroes are in quite a pickle. <laughs> and Kagome looks at the camera and says, I should have just taken that math test. <laughs> oh, and her jewel shards do oh, not shrink. Oh, yeah, they started glowing and kind of conveniently fell out of her pocket as she fell into the box garden. Yeah. Because I guess, like the Tetsaiga, they did not shrink. Yep. Although, someone pointed out his sutra beads did shrink, even though those are also enchanted. Uh-huh. So I don't think there's any clear rules about this whole thing. I think the shrinking stuff is pretty clear, because they show that flashback in the next... No, is it this episode? I think it's this episode. He throws the samurai in, and all he has to do is throw him towards oh. the garden, and he shrinks... And he points the bottle at people to shrink them. But once you exit the bottle, you can grow to normal size. In the next episode, Moroku and Shippo make it out. They stay small. Kagome makes it out and stays small, I think, until Tokajin grows her again. Off, off screen. Because he just squeezes her. Oh, yeah. And the next time we see her, she's, she's in the in bath. a bathtub. Yeah, she is. <laughs> wrote that down. That's part two, though. Yep. That is part two. Okay. Our heroes are in the box garden. Inuyasha (laughs) is in a jug full of acidic grape juice. Yep. The gang talks to the men that are inside the garden, and they're all training to be sages, and they're very focused on it, so they don't even want to talk. Still don't know what the men are going to be used for until they talk to the samurai who's just sitting there. And says, I saw what he does with them. Once they become even a little bit spiritual, they get turned into fertilizer for the tree because Tokajin wants the fruit of longevity and is feeding that giant weird tree so that he gets sages. it. Sages. Yep. And he needs sages for the special fruit. So that samurai is just going to take naps by rocks and eat everyone's carrots. <laughs> and contribute nothing. <laughs> yeah, but if you were a sage, I guess you wouldn't care as well. You'd just be like, oh, spirit. The universe <laughs> takes what it. That's the real test. So Tokajin puts Inuyasha's sword with the rest of the swords that he's collected, deciding that it's just a rusted old crap sword. And there's one shot where he's being serviced by a monkey, rubbing his shoulders. Yes, and I swear those are little otters in yes. kimonos. They're two otters in kimonos who are, like, feeding him. This guy is living it up, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, but that's his... I don't know. Yeah, those are his comfort women. 
Those That's otters. <laughs> Maybe I'm on your side. I don't like this guy. <laughs> to be like massaged by a monkey and have girl otters bring him yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just can't be around people, but it's not explained either way. Like how he got those servants. Uh, yeah. If there were human at one point and he turned yeah, them into... It's, just, it's so weird. Inuyasha sloshes around in the bottle. That was fire rat suits getting dissolved and Iron Reaver doesn't work against the walls and the moon arrives and he gets turned human so now he's all around fucked like this is just a confluence of bad decisions so Tokajin finds the jewel shards and doesn't question where they came from he's just like oh, these are mine them right into his belly button yeah cause he did find the other one just lying around oh is in it no he threw it in the tree right yep cause he couldn't eat it so I think he was a fat guy, and then training to be a sage and dieting turned him thin for the flashback, and then he just relapsed hard when the tree could talk. He should know, and this is to all people who are trying to diet, you don't have to relapse if you're on a strict diet, and then you cheat one day and just have a bunch of junk. You don't have to be depressed about that. Just get back on your diet the next day. It's fine. So, so Tokajin finds the jewels on the ground, sticks them in his belly button, takes the jar and walks away. I mean, maybe he he's trying to become a troll. I don't know. Those old troll dolls that had those little jewel belly buttons. <laughs> maybe. maybe Which that's... freaked me out, too. <laughs> uh, he also says his skin can be hardened like diamond or steel or something now. It's like steel. That's what he says. Or iron. I'm sorry. He says his skin can be hardened like iron now, that he has two more jewel shards. It looks like he's made of stone. Yeah, later when he turns into an X-Man character. <laughs> so that samurai that they talk to tells him that he was being all sneaky, being the worst samurai in the world. <laughs> I guess he was being a samurai and not a ninja. And he was, he was like, oh man, this is some bad shit right here. I better kill this guy. Yeah. So at least he was, like, kind of trying to be noble. He unsheathes his sword, then lets go of it, and it falls <laughs> and alerts him. He rolled a one, a critical yeah. fail. <laughs> so he's found out, but at least the samurai knows he's not even going to bother trying to be a sage, because eh, the less valuable he is as a sage, the less likely he's going to get fed to the tree. So he's just going to sit there and be sad until his life ends. And uh, Tokijin, also in that flashback, took the shard away from the tree. Said, sick of you talking, I'm keeping this from now on. Oh, yeah. And put that one in his belly button. And then he threw the samurai into the garden. You know, the Thunder Brothers stuck him in their foreheads. Yeah, why wouldn't he just plink? Why does... He is really slovenly, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Lifting his arms would take effort, so it's just... It's right here. So Inuyasha's using the sheath on the walls to try to break out because he knows that sheath is powerful. But notices it's all glowy and it's calling the sword. So he's like, ah, oh, great. I'm just going to Jedi this shit right over here. I guess an even better example would be Thor's hammer. He Thor's yeah. hammers that shit right over to him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Breaks through the bottle, 
Tokajin's like, ah, it's that sword. He's not having a proper reaction to this either, so he just pulls the sword out. That's how Inuyasha gets out of the bottle. Inuyasha gets big when yeah. he gets out of the bottle. Yep. And even though he's human, punches Tokajin in the face. Who does say ow. He's ow. He uh, turns all <laughs> iron and kills Inuyasha. <laughs> By jumping on him. <laughs> he, Inuyasha doesn't move out of the way. He so tries Inuyasha to punch him again. He wasn't. He didn't have his half demon form. Yeah, he lands on him, and we get that death screen again, where Inuyasha's like all gray. <laughs> all of his limbs are broken. Say, <laughs> so how many times should Inuyasha be dead by now? Uh, this is another one. Inuyasha's dead. <laughs> no more Inuyasha, and our gang finds nothing but walls inside of the garden. It's ever gonna happen. Dun, 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 dun. This hasn't been our theme song for a while. <laughs> so is the only reason you don't care about these episodes because of the villain? Yes, Aww. I think so. Because I enjoy the... I, don't, I enjoy Inuyasha being human. You don't get to see it very often. And I'm glad that after they introduced it, it just never happens again. I mean, it... Yeah periodically it comes up and they have to find a way to work around it yeah uh i i like his look as a human oh okay but well let's get away from these episodes because you look like you're in horrible pain thinking about the villain <laughs> anything else you want to say uh no <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast, Lindsay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See, baby, love, shoot it out.